I believe what I'm about to share with you this morning uh, can radically change things for you in 2021. I so believe it can be the help and the answer to all those struggles and issues that you are facing in life. Those physical issues, those emotional issues, those financial issues, those relational issues. So the way we're going to start this year, are you here today? Come on, on the other side of the camera. I hope you're with me. Come on, get in the chat room. Let me know that you're here. I can see you. Listen, some of you didn't even get dressed for this service. I can see what's going on. But I'm here to tell you, we're going to start this year the same way we ended last year. We're going to talk about joy. Because joy is not a cute Christmas sermon. It's God's empowerment to having a victorious life upon this earth. I believe the Word of God for us in 2021. Are you listening? I believe the Word for us as a church. Now, now I believe a lot of things about 2021. I believe it's a year of increase. I believe it's a year of incredible blessings. I know me and my wife looked at each other, made a commitment, prayed together before we got into this year that this would be a year for us that we would see ridiculous, unprecedented favor in our life, major favor coming. I believe this is a year of favor. I believe that this is a year of new things. I believe that this is the year that the local church, that God's going to build it, and it's going to be strong, and the gates of hell will not prevail. I don't think anybody's going to help me preach today, but I'm fired up all by myself. That the local church, that God's going to build His church, and there's no devil in hell that's going to be able to stop what God is doing through the local church. But I specifically believe that for the family of celebration, that our marching orders is this, joy no matter what. Joy, that's the title of my message, and that's our marching orders, celebration, that's our marching orders. Come on, put it in the chat room. Joy no matter what. No matter or regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situations, regardless of the chaos, regardless of the madness, joy, no matter what. Regardless of the bad report, regardless of the bad news, regardless of the negativity, I'm here to tell you, joy, no matter what. Regardless, listen, what the Democrats do, Regardless what the Republicans do, regardless who's, in, who's, who's our president, regardless, listen, what the extremists do, regardless of the conspiracies, I'm here to shout it out loud. I'm on a mission, an assignment today. Listen, joy no matter what, regardless what the virus is doing, because there's always going to be another virus. Read your Bible. Hello, somebody. Regardless of the virus, regardless of the pandemic, regardless of the fear, joy, no matter, no matter what. In the book of John, we see an interesting familiar story where Jesus comes to Samaria. And he comes there by a well where a woman comes to get water in the middle of the day, and she encounters Jesus at this 
well. In John chapter 4, I want to pick up the story there as we launch into this thought, joy, no matter what. Verse 10, it says, Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. And she said, but sir, you don't have a rope and you don't have a bucket. Are you here today? She said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I will give him will never be thirsty again. It becomes, listen, listen to this, it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. I want you to hear the Passion Translation the Passion Translation says, says this, a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life. The, the NLV Translation says, the water that I will give him will become in him, hear it, a well of life that lasts forever. And then in verse 15, the woman said, then the woman said, sir, please Give me this water. Jesus in this story, I hope you're tracking with me. Jesus in this story says, the water that I give, gives eternal life. Now, in the Bible, there's several words that is translated into the English word uh, life from the original language. Some, sometimes the word life in your Bible can mean a physical or biological life. Sometimes it can mean a soulish life. Sometimes it means the manner of life, dealing with your behavior. But this particular word that Jesus uses here when he says, those who come to me, those who believe in me, will have this well of water, the well of the Holy Spirit, and it's going to bubble up, and it's going to gush up into everlasting life. This word life here comes from the original Greek word zoe. Everybody say zoe. And this word zoe that is translated eternal life throughout Scripture, throughout your Bible, it means the life of God. It means the God kind of life. It means the life as God has it. Think, think about that. When Jesus says eternal life, he's, he's talking about Zoe or the life that God has. Well, what kind of life does God have? Well, I can tell you he doesn't have a sick life. He doesn't have a depressed life. Come on. He doesn't have a lack life. He doesn't have a poverty life. And Jesus says that, that, that this life, this eternal life, is going to be in you as a well that springs up, that bubbles up. Now, Jesus tells this woman, this well of water, that I'm making available to you and to all humanity, when it's in them, it will gush up 
eternal life, or it will gush up zoe. It'll gush up, it'll spring up the God kind of life, or the life as God has it. Now, this is what happens, hear me, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God puts His life, His zoe, His nature in you. It's a zoe well. It is a well of the Spirit of God. It's a well of the God kind of life, and i got to shout it out loud, and it is in you. It's not in heaven. It's, listen, we're not waiting to get it in the sweet by and by. We're not waiting for some glad morning to experience the God kind of life. As a believer, you have it now. Listen, you have the well. You have the Zoe of God right down on the inside of you. It is the well of Zoe. In John chapter 6, verse 47, this is what Jesus, the head of the church, said. He said, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting Zoe, I'm here to tell you, when you got saved, when you received the, the life of Jesus in your heart by the Holy Spirit, listen, Zoe moved on the inside of you. It is the water. It is the well in you that is supposed to bubble up. It's supposed to gush up into every aspect and every area of your life, providing God's fullness, providing God's abundance, providing the essence of God in every area of your life. I'm glad you're excited about that. Do you know, have you even stopped to even consider what is on the inside of you? I'm here to tell you, the Zoe well, the life of God is on the inside of you. A life of healing and wholeness is on the inside of you. The, the, the life of restoration and renewal is on the inside of you. The life of blessings and abundance is on the inside of you. The life of favor, does anybody need any favor? An increase, it's, a, it's not out there, it's not in heaven, it's not found in your job, it's not found in your relationships. God says, I'm going to put it in you. It's going to be the well of Zoe, a life of peace and joy that everybody's looking for. Listen, is on the inside of the believer that has received Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. You're looking for security? You're looking for protection? It's on the inside of you. It's in the well of Zoe. God's Zoe, God's life can meet every human need, and God's life is supposed to be your life. You didn't hear that. I'm going to say it again. Somebody needs to put it in the chat room. God's life is supposed to be your life. John 10.10. 10. We know it. We quote it. We say it. We preach it all the time here. The Bible says the thief does not come. Jesus says it. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come. This is the reason why I came to yours. I have come so that you might have Zoe, so that you might have the well of Zoe that I'm going to put on the inside of you. Listen, Jesus did not come so that you could find church. 
Jesus came so that you could find Zoe, so that you could find the well of life. And he says, I'm going to put it in you. And it's not just going to be, it's not just going to be, it's not going to be just a, a, a well of life, but it's going to be, it's going to even be that and more abundantly. God, listen, God wants you to experience the Zoe in abundance in Romans 6, 4. It says, we have been co-resurrected with him, Jesus, so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. Zoe, the, the, the whole purpose of our life as believers is to walk in the life of God or the life as God has it. Every day of your life, you should be experiencing the Zoe of God, the God kind of life, the life as God has it. For the believers, according to the Bible, I know this sounds far-fetched, but you shouldn't have a depressed day. You shouldn't have a day of lack. You shouldn't have a day of fear. Come on, you shouldn't have a day of sickness. I'm here to tell you, God's put something in you that's powerful. It's the life of God. So here is the obvious question. It's the disconnect. It's the reason why so, so many people can't get excited about what I'm talking about because they're thinking, if there's a well of God in me, if there's a well of Zoe in me, if there's a well that can meet every human need that I would ever encounter in life, then why, then why is so many Christians discouraged and defeated and depressed? Why isn't that life gushing up and affecting our lives and our minds and our bodies and our families and our relationships? Why? As believers, are we not experiencing the benefits of the life of God that Jesus said would be in us? Why? Why isn't it happening? Great question. And I've come to tell you in 2021 why we're not experiencing the Zoe of God. Because just like a natural well, the water has to be drawn out. Come on. The woman at the well, she knew that. She looked at Jesus and she said, Jesus, says, this is a deep well and you don't even have a bucket and you don't even have a rope to get any, any water. She knew to draw from a well. You've got to have, you've got to have, you've got to have, you've got to have, are you listening? You've got to have a bucket. I've come to ask a question today. To all the Christ followers, do you have your bucket? I'm here to tell somebody today that the life of God that can, can, that can potentially meet every human need in your life, I'm here to tell you, if you're ever going to experience it in your life, you're going to have to get your bucket. You're going to have to get your, your rope because... Although it's in you when you got saved and when you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it only gushes out when you begin to incorporate your rope and your bucket. Woo! That's some good stuff right there. I hope I've got your attention. I hope you come back next week. I think we ought to just stop right there. You want to stop right now? You want to hear more? Are you distracted? Come on. You online, you're not in the refrigerator, are you? 
You want to hear more? And I've come to tell you that the main way, the main way that you draw that out, it's not the only way, but it's by the bucket and the rope, and we see it here in Isaiah 12, 3. It says, therefore with joy, therefore with joy you'll draw water from the wells of salvation. You do know what that word salvation means, right? It's a well of healing. That's what salvation means. Come on, it's a well of deliverance. That's what salvation means. It's a well of provision. That's what salvation is. It's, it's, it's a well of well-being. And the way you cause it to gush out and to spring forth and draw it out according to the Bible is you got to have a joy bucket. Do you have a bucket? Do you have some rope? Look at Isaiah 12, 3 in the message translation. It says, joyfully you'll pull up buckets of water from the wells of salvation. So according to God's word, joy is your bucket. It's the bucket that draws out the Zoe life of God that is in you. And it draws it out and it begins to pour it out into every area of your life. It pours it out into your soul. It pours it out into your body. Healing flows and, and, and peace flows into your soul. It pours it out into every relationship that you have. It pours it out into, your, in the, into the marketplace. It pours it out into your efforts. It causes everything that you set your hand to do to prosper and to be blessed. It causes favor to go be, before you. I'm here to tell you. And so many don't have Zoe. They don't have God's life. Why? Because they have no joy. They have no joy, and I've come to tell somebody, this year is our year. Joy, no matter what. Oh, oh, they have a well. They have the life of God in them that is capable of meeting every need in their life, but it's not being experienced because they have no joy. Did, did you even know that, that joy and rejoicing is is really supposed to be a normal part of the Christian life. <laughs> not, not sadness and depression. Our greatest witness to the world is that you're, you're joyful. Why would they want to be like us if we're acting just like them? Hello, somebody. I've got to shout it loud and clear. Come on, hear me. Everybody on the other side of this camera, that joy and rejoicing should be a characteristic of every believer's life. In Romans 4, 14, 17, the Bible says it this way, in God's kingdom, God's rule, God's way, the way God does what he does, what we eat and drink is not important. Whoa, I needed that verse. Did anybody need that? Put that on your refrigerator. <laughs> it's important, but it's just not that important in the kingdom of God. Well, God, what is important? He's going to tell you. Here's what is important, a right way of life. And what is that right way of life? Peace and joy all from the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you. For God's people, joy is how God's kingdom operates. In Psalms 118.15, it says, Though the, it says the voice of of rejoicing is in the tents of the righteous. Tents means dwelling place. Righteous means God's people. 
So it says, it says in, 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 wherever God's people dwell, wherever God's people dwell, there should be sounds of rejoicing. Shouldn't be sounds of complaining. Shouldn't be sounds of, of, of griping. Shouldn't be the voice of whining. But way too often, that's what, that's what Christians sound like. We're whining and we're complaining and we're being negative. God says, that's not the way it's supposed to be. In my kingdom, in my kingdom where believers dwell, there should be a voice of rejoicing. So again, I'm just trying to make the point that joy and rejoicing is a normal part of the Christian life. What is joy? We talked about this all month of December, but I want to remind you what joy is. Joy is not a feeling, although it will affect your feelings. Joy is not an emotion, although it will affect your emotions. Joy is a spiritual force. It is a spiritual enablement. It is a spiritual empowerment that is in you by the Holy Spirit. I love this definition of joy right here. Joy is a supernatural gladness that comes from God regardless of your circumstance. And here's my most favorite definition of joy. Joy is God's nature in you being experienced. We've talked much about joy. We've talked about the definitions of joy. We have not talked much about rejoicing. What is rejoicing? First of all, let me just say, I believe that joy is the bucket and rejoicing is your rope. Rejoicing now is responding and expressing the joy that God gives you. Rejoicing is the action. It gives action, it gives sound, it gives expression to the joy that God supplies on the inside of you. It's not enough to have the joy in you but you've got to give voice to it. You've got to give expression to it. I'm talking about the importance of joy and rejoicing. Here are some words that are given throughout the Bible that, that defined rejoicing. It means to dance. It means to leap. It means to spin around. It means to jump. It means to sing. It means to worship. It means to praise. It means to shout. It means to declare. It means to proclaim. It means to confess. It means to smile. <laughs> it actually means to brighten up. So some of us just need to brighten up. That's what rejoicing means. It means to laugh. When's the last time you laughed? It means to cheer. It means to clap. And many of you right now are going, that's so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy in the context of Christianity, but you do it all the time in the natural. Oh, you rejoice, yeah. You rejoice when you have favorable circumstances. You rejoice, you get the lotto, you win the lotto, what do you do? Woo! You start laughing, you, start, you get real happy. You brighten up really quick. When you have favorable circumstances in the natural, we know what it means to rejoice. You get a new car, you leap, you dance, you shout. You tell it, you cheer. Listen, you, you get a new house, what, you, 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 you shout, you dance, you leap. Your football team wins. Come on. You, you, some of the craziest people, some of the craziest men who act so dignified in their Christian walk with God, act so crazy when their football team wins. They dance and they cheer and they spin around. 
Are you with me? But this is what we must understand as believers. We are to have a rejoicing that is connected not to outward circumstances, but to the supernatural joy that God has put and provided in us. And listen, it's that rejoicing in God's joy that releases the water in the well of Zoe. I just said a mouthful right there. I'm teaching the Word of God. That is absolutely huge. Hear it again. The rejoicing from the joy that God provides, the singing, the dancing, the leaping, the shouting, when it's connected not to your new car, but it's connected to the source of God Almighty, I'm here to tell you, that's what begins to release the water, the Zoe, the life of God into every aspect of your life. I'm here to tell you, it's so important as a Christ follower that you get the joy and the rejoicing in your life. This is where, again, the big disconnect is for, for so many because they're thinking to themselves, how in the world can I rejoice when I have so many bad things going on in my life? How can I be joyful when I've got so many bad things, so many wrong things, so many troubling circumstances going on in my life? Let me give you two things before we close today, that you've got to know about joy and rejoicing that's going to help you to have joy no matter what in 2021. Here's the first thing. Joy is not dependent upon external circumstances. This is the first thing you need to know about joy. Joy is not dependent on external circumstances. You can have joy regardless of the hell that you are going through in life. In fact, in fact, much throughout Scripture, when you see God talking about joy, it's typically, are you listening? It's are you listening online? It's typically connected to trouble. You go study your Bible. When God talks about joy, most of the time it's always connected to unfavorable circumstances in a person's life. What am I telling you? Joy is not dependent upon external circumstances. Notice what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 4. He says, I am exceedingly joyful because I got a new house. I, I, I'm exceedingly joyful because I got a new car. I'm exceedingly joyful because my football team won. No, I'm exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation. Man, you think you got problems? Go study the life of, of Paul. That man went through hell. And he says, right in the middle of my hell, I'm exceedingly joyful. Joy is not dependent upon external circumstances. The Apostle Paul said this about the Macedonian churches. He says, they have been tested, 2 Corinthians 8, 2, they have been tested by great troubles, and they are very poor, but they gave me, but they gave much because, what? Of their great joy. Just give me piano, guys. Just give me piano, okay? Just piano. It's not real loud. 
you get loud, I'm going to start singing and dancing and leaping. Did, did you hear it? He's talking about the churches of Macedonia. They're poor. They're struggling. They got great troubles in their life, but because of their great joy in the midst of their hell, they couldn't wait to tithe. They couldn't wait to give. In fact, in the context, Paul is coming against the church at Corinth because they weren't doing what the other churches were doing. They gave out of their lack. And here the church at Corinth had an abundance, and they were holding on and keeping back from God. But the point is, is that even in their despair, even in their lack, even in their, in their pain, the Bible says they had great joy. In Luke 6, verse 23, Jesus said this about all your haters. Do you want to know what Jesus said about all your haters? All those crazies that are posting things about you? Here's what Jesus said. People will hate you, shut you out, insult you, and say you are evil because you follow the Son of Man. But when they do, <laughs> you will be blessed. You will be blessed. Be full of joy at that time because you have great reward. What am we saying? Joy is not dependent upon external circumstances. James 1-2, Jesus' half-brother said this, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity to get depressed. Consider it an opportunity to fall apart. Consider it an opportunity to run away. No, he said consider it an opportunity when you're going through the hell of life. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. I'm here to tell you this is your moment for joy. Right in the middle of your hell. Why should you be joyful in the mass? Because you need what joy <laughs> You need what joy can bring. You need what joy, joy can go down into the Zoe well, and it can bring out the, 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 the answer to the need that you are facing in your life. The joy bucket is released in the midst of your hell to go, bound, go down to the Zoe well to bring, out the, to bring up the answer to the needs in your, your life. Why do you need to have joy? Because it'll meet the need and it'll change things in your life. Somebody needs to get their bucket back. Somebody needs to drop their bucket down into the Zoe well and allow God to change some things. You need to understand when the need in your life collides with the life of God, the need in your life is met. Did you hear what I said? I'm going to say it again. You need to hear this. When the need in your life collides with the life of God, the Zoe of God, then the need in your life will be met. But you can't get into the well of Zoe without your joy. You can't, you can't get the, the, the life of God to bubble up and to spring up without your joy bucket in your life. Church celebration. We're going into 2021 with some joy buckets. The life of God always solves the problem. Here's the second thing. Come on, we're about ready to land this plane right now. Put your seatbelts on. 
Here's the second thing you need to know. It's about the rejoicing part. Rejoicing is something that you have to choose to do. In other words, it's your choice to make. Rejoicing is always an act of your will. In Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, there's a picture of a people where everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. And I read in verse 17, it says, Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vine, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. Well, this is a bad day for these people. Come on, has it been a bad year for you? Are you hoping for a better year? I'm here to tell you, joy no matter what. The Bible is describing a people who have absolutely lost everything. I hope you get it. Their lives are so dependent upon the farming and the agricultural. And nothing has produced. It's all died and it's all a big mess. Things could not be worse for them. But notice what the next verse says concerning these people. Verse 18, yet I will rejoice. What, what do you do when things are going bad? You choose. They made a decision. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Can you see that rejoicing, that shouting, that singing, that praising, that worshiping is the choice you have to make? So what do you do in a mess in your life? You have to choose to be full of joy and to rejoice and to rejoice and to rejoice. Why? Because it gets your bucket down into the well of Zoe and it causes that well to begin to gush up with the answers that you need. It causes the life of God to be poured out into every area of your life. Verse 19 in these people's lives, you ought to go study it. After they made a decision to rejoice, when they had lost everything, the Bible says that God shows up on the scene and he gives them strength and he gives them help. But it was because in their mess that they made a decision to rejoice. In 2021, you need to determine to make up your mind you're going to rejoice no matter what. Yeah, but my guy didn't win the election. Rejoice no matter what. Yeah, but things didn't go my way. Rejoice no matter what. Yeah, but my wife is treating me nasty. Rejoice, no matter what. Why? Because it's what releases the Zoe, the life of God into every aspect of your life. For some of you today, and I'm closing, but you got to hear this. Huh? Some of you today, you're so desperate. 
You, 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 you need this in your life. It's a matter. You're hearing this. You online, you're hearing this. You're going, man, I, I really desperately need what, what he's preaching about. This is really a matter of life and death for me. Some of you, you know the darkness that has shrouded your mind. You know the hopelessness that you feel because of the circumstances that have surrounded your life. For many of us today, that's listening to the sound of my voice, for many of us, we feel like God is a million miles away. It's like my, my Zoe well has been stopped up by the enemy with all the clutter and all the debris. Maybe that's the question i got to ask you today. Well, what debris... What clutter has stopped up the Zoe well in your life? Was it, was it the trouble? Was it the difficulties, the, the cares, the struggles? Was it the disappointments? Maybe the unmet expectations? Maybe the delays? Possibly the setbacks? Or was it the division? Was it the strife? Was it the anger? Was it the conflict? Was it the frustration that has stopped up and cluttered up the well of Zoe? Or maybe for some of us, it's just the regrets. Man, it's the shame. It's the failure. I hope you're listening to this preacher. I believe I've heard God. 2021 is our year. Our marching orders. Joy, no matter what? What has stopped up your well of Zoe that was meant to impact and affect every area of your life? Was it the bad report? Was it the bad news? Or was it the fear that has ran rapid over our, over our, over our society? I'm here to tell somebody today, you need to get your bucket. You need to get your rope. You need to start rejoicing like your life depended upon it. Joy, no matter, no matter what. Joy, no matter what. I said I was closing. I lied. God forgive me. Numbers 21. There's a story in the Bible. You don't have to go there. Just go, go read it today. Numbers 21. God's people have ran into a mess. They are out of water. They're about ready to die of thirst, and they cry out to God, God, we got to have help. And you know, many times in the wilderness, God would have Moses strike the rock with his staff. But this time, God does not have them do it. Many times, we've even, many of you have never heard this story. They are desperate. Millions of people are dying of thirst, and God tells the elders, 70 elders, to grab their staffs and start digging in the sand. Oh. And God then gathers the people around, those elders, and he commands them to start rejoicing. And he commands them to start singing as the elders are digging for water. We're going to die if we don't have water. There's got to be a well here. We've got to dig a well. We've got to get a well. And God says, you're not going to get it by digging alone, but you're going to get it by rejoicing you're going to sing, and in the Bible, I'll read the verse to you. In Numbers 21, 17, I believe they have it on the screen. It says, then Israel sang this song, spring up, oh, well. 
All of you sing it. Can you imagine? The 70 elders are digging, digging with their staffs and millions of people looking ridiculous begin to sing, Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. See, you wouldn't have a problem cheering and dancing and shouting and singing if you got the lotto one, right? If you got the new, new car, but when you're in desperate when you're in a desperate mess, it just doesn't seem like sense to begin to sing and rejoice. And that's what God is saying. In your desperate situation, get the bucket down into the, oh, get it down into the Zoe. Get it down into the life of God. And they begin to sing. Spring up, oh well. I don't know how many of you grew up in church. I know most of you grew up in the bars, but that's okay. I grew up in church. We used to sing this song, Spring Up, Oh Well. Anybody remember that song? Spring up a well. What's the rest of it? I'd have to get my wife up here to sing it. But that's where this song comes from. I have the lyrics of it right here. It says, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame. It's everything I've been trying to preach to you today. Are you listening online? I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It's in you. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. And then it says, spring up, oh well, within my soul. Spring up, oh well, and make me whole. Spring up, oh well, and give to me the life abundantly. I've come to tell somebody it's in you the moment you got saved. The ability to open blind eyes, the ability to cause the lame to walk, the ability to push you over the top financially, the ability to give you the favor and the increase that you, the ability to restore your home and your marriage and your kids. I'm here to tell you it's not in heaven. It's not out there. It's not in the lotto. It's right down on the inside of you. But you'll never experience it until you get you a bucket and a rope. It's called joy and rejoicing. <laughs> and you do it right in the middle of your hell. And you go down into the Zoe well and you pull up the life of God into every area of your life. You know what I like about that woman? In John chapter 5, the Bible says, at that well, she dropped her pot. She dropped her bucket to get the natural well, and she took the well that Jesus gave her and went back to her city. And when she took her well back to the city that Jesus promised that she could have, the Zoe, guess what happened to the city? The whole city came to see Jesus. Woo! Come on, I'm here to tell you, when you get that well in you, that well will begin to impact your whole world. How do we win a city? How do we, how do we win a nation? How do we see revival in our world? It's what's in you. And when you understand what's in you and you begin to allow it to bubble up, that bubbling and what's springing up the life of God, it's not only going to impact you, but it's going to cause our cities to be transformed and to be changed. Come on, do you receive that today? 
Come on, you receive that online. I'm out of time. Come on, stand to your feet all over this building. Hallelujah. God has put something in you that can change your world. Father, I pray right now. I pray that the wells would be unstopped by the debris and the clutter that this previous year has brought us. I pray eyes would be open, ears would be open. God, to catch this revelation. Joy, no matter what. It is the way I take on 2021. And God, I pray right now as your, as your people on the other side of this camera, people in this room, as they begin to operate in this truth, I pray, God, that the debris and the clutter would be removed, that their well would be unstopped, and that 2021 would be the most glorious, joyful, favorable, exciting year of their life, regardless what goes on in our world. And Father, for those that don't know you as their Lord and Savior in this room and on the other side of this camera, God, I lead them right now in a prayer. If that's you today, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe, you've, maybe you just turned your back. At one time you did, but you're not living for him. And you want to reconnect. You want to come back. The Bible's very clear. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If Jesus is not leading your life, if you have not surrendered your life, I'm going to encourage you out of your heart, don't just repeat the prayer, but mean the prayer. Say this with me. Say, Father God, today I surrender my life. I receive Jesus as my Savior. And today I make a commitment to make him my Lord. Father God, with your help, I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, may this 2021 be the greatest year that this church has ever experienced. May we walk in major, unprecedented favor. May, may, may the Zoe <laughs> bubble out and spring out into every aspect of every believer's life. Under the sound of my voice right now, I declare the blessings of Zoe over every one of you. In Jesus' name, I pray. And all God's people said, come on in the chat room, amen, amen, amen. Come on, shout it here, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 